Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of the PD Sports Podcast. Another big, big week in sport. I feel like we can't avoid them at the moment, but I am once again joined by Damo. How you going, mate? Not bad, mate. Not bad at all. It's another big week. It's uh, a week that's had the eventual sucking of a person that we're about to talk to in today's pod. And well, there's been other sport as well, but I feel like today we have to focus on this one big topic, don't we? Yeah, 100%. I think for people that probably don't know us that well, they probably think we're Man United fans just based on how much we've sort of spoken about Ollie and the whole situation with his sort of reign over the last year and a bit now. And I think that's sort of the, the place to start. And it's more about the the result more than anything um, from the weekend. So for me, we'd spoken about it for a while. And I think the manner of the loss, um, losing 4-1 to Watford, if you were going to get rid of Ollie, it should have been at the start of the international break, like we saw with Dean Smith, like we saw the appointment of Eddie Howe. Yep. It, it gives the manager time. I feel like we've spoken about that heaps with some of the other sackings that we've seen, that they need to come during that break to give managers time. So I kind of feel a bit for Michael Carrick now because although he's been around the squad, whether he wants to change things or not... He's lost, he's lost two weeks, and the players have, have lost two weeks of implementing a new style, which potentially could have prevented that situation. So that's where it shows me that it was a bit of a... Maybe they'd thought about, if we do go down to Watford, what happens, but it definitely wasn't a planned um, sacking, in my opinion. I think it was a result of, of the outcome of that game. What I, do you reckon? I agree. I just think it's the manner of how they lost is the reason why he's lost the job. Like It was an emergency meeting, apparently, that was reported that happened pretty soon after that day. Yeah. And it was like, well, Ollie's gone now. And if they were going to just do it on the base of a poor performance in terms of a week to do it, they should have done it after Liverpool. Um, yeah, because I yet, agree. Yet again, it gives the manager an extra, what, a game week or two and then the international break. And that's three time, weeks. Yeah, that time would have been huge up until this point. So I feel like once they, and it's one of the points I want to make, I feel like once they don't sack him after the Liverpool result, they're better off just giving him the year, but making a big statement saying that at the end of the year we're parting ways no matter what. Um, oh, I think it's just risking Champions League at that point, though. Yeah. That's the thing. So I don't know, but the money is massive at this point. It, 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 I don't know, though, but like it depends on what the club said. And like the club said that it's going to be an interim and then a manager next year. Who they're going to get is the interim. Um, well, it's Michael Carrick. Yeah, and like is Carrick. They've announced that. Is, yeah, but is Carrick better than what Ollie is at the minute? Like, we don't know. Well, I think it's just a, it's a shake up. I just, really, yeah, that's what it is. And I don't think that that's really a option that, you know, I feel like they needed to take. I, I Don't get me wrong. I feel like Ollie deserved the sack, and I don't think that Ollie deserved to keep the job after Watford, but I would have sacked him after Liverpool. And then I feel like once you don't sack him, you make your bet as the football club and say, well, we've got to stand by you. The only reason that I think they sacked him is they think they can get a manager in right now, but that's very contradictory to what they've come out, said, and then done with Carrick. I think it's early enough in the year that you could potentially get a manager to come and manage United for the rest of the season. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the interim's a smart thing, in theory. I just Michael Carrick's not the guy, is he? Really? To as long as down. it's someone... Like, I don't think the team needs an amazing tactician, though. They just need someone to set the team up in a way that best utilises the players they've got. So if they play 4-3-3 with Bruno and Pogba a bit deeper 
and use Pogba in that sort of left centre mid role like we've spoken about for so long, then it does you know it doesn't matter about the tactics are. It's just about can you get Sancho, Ronaldo, Rashford as a front three potentially with or Greenwood, and then can you get Bruno Pogba deeper with McTominay holding? That they'll win games on their own because they're just you put that much quality on the pitch in positions where they're comfortable, they're gonna do well enough. So they'll get the points that they need. They'll compete for Champions League. And then you start targeting that big manager and say, like, look, this is the way we can play. What do you need? What do you want? And we'll go and build from there. So I think this is a really important period because, well, tomorrow, tomorrow Carrick, he needs to get some of these big decisions right moving yeah, forward. Right. Um, they need some sort of decisions to go right at the minute because United at the minute need something because... They, they, they're just a club that's like flat on their bum at the minute. It, everything's kind of like the morale's dejected, the fan base feels dejected, um, and it's not going the right way. So I understand the sucking from a point of view that this should say, shake it up and maybe make morale a bit better because there's a new manager in town and you get that new manager bounce back. I just am worried that if they thought that finishing outside top four was outside of Ollie's reach, what is Michael Carrick going to produce to say that's within his reach? And... I'm, I'm very much on the side of, well, if they were going to get a new manager in at the end of the year and this was meant to be an interim someone manager, does Michael, does Michael Carrick fit the bill as an interim? Yeah, a good enough interim to keep him in top four? Maybe, maybe not. I feel like there was more of a risk than getting Carrick in to be interim until the end of the year than them keeping Ollie in the job. Nah, Unless, I reckon they've gone. They're uh, worried that they're not going to get out of the Champions League group. They're worried. There's so many question marks on what Ollie's doing. They're like, well, if... We get rid of him and then it doesn't work, then it doesn't matter because Oli put us... Like, there's, there's, no, there's no loss with Michael Carrick for, for seven months. There's no, there's no negative to it. If they, don't, if they don't get it done, then they just pull the, oh, we're in a shit situation anyway, it doesn't matter, inexperienced coach. Like the, the, you can justify the blame, but if Ollie's the one that puts you in that situation, it's 100 times worse because it's your manager that's been there for three years and not been able to do it. Uh, I, I hear so they're just I hear, protecting themselves. I hear that. They're protecting themselves. I hear that. I just... Look, I just think they're better off to keep a guy that actually... No, they weren't. Come on, man. They're shipping fours and fives like for fun. They, they, a change is needed. They're stale. The message is stale. Yeah. He can't get a team up. doesn't matter who you that. put in there. They're going to do better. I just don't There's like, no way they were better off keeping like him. I don't care. Interim for seven, <laughs> I don't like the interim for seven months idea. I, I doesn't matter. Oh, the hand, the hands are tired. They, they, they can't keep going the way they're going. No. They're too far into the season to go get anyone. There's no one available right now that's going to walk in. So it's the smart choice. It's someone that's within the club that's going to have a, a platform that if he does well, like he's not going to get the job. They're going to be smart enough to not give him the job after they gave Oli the job after being interim. This gives Carrick a real opportunity at becoming a proper first team manager at another club. That's how I'd be looking at it. If I'm Michael Carrick, this is my seven-month audition to get a job of, say, Brighton or Newcastle long-term or just any other Premier League job that comes up. 
this is your audition. Yeah. Can you do it at Man United with big players? Can you show something to like another idea. another I, board? I like that idea. And I'm not sitting here saying Oli didn't deserve the sack, by the way. I'm sitting here saying Oli deserved the sack. I just don't like the idea of a seven-month interim. I feel like if there was less time in the season, like it was January or you know February, I get that one, right? Because there's not much time. I just feel like... I mean, when the last week of November, what's the difference? I, I just feel like you still got the whole of December that like there's so many fixtures that can be played in this month. That's the problem. That's the problem. They're looking at it like we can't beat Watford. They're not going to give Ollie six more games no, in four, I, in four I, weeks. I get that. I just feel like... <laughs> It's hard. You can't, you can't, you, you, you're being hypocritical because you're saying he's done I, shit, but we're going to give him more games. I it doesn't make like sense, Dame. If you were a United supporter, would you be happy with Michael Carrick? Yes, 100% because it's Oli gone. I don't know if I would It's be. 100%. It's Oli gone. You, it doesn't matter who comes in. No one is doing a worse job. No one else is conceding four to Watford. With Like, it showed. They conceded two in the last two minutes when they're chasing a game down, the 10 men, oh, the la- but didn't even look goal, like scoring. The last goal was just simply because they'd conceded the third and the heads were down. I've, I've never seen a goal a goalkeeper get an assist like that. It was just deplorable, and Harry. And that just shows that they, the players, were checked out. So you're yeah. just not gonna, you're not gonna get anywhere. Was, He's not gonna turn the turn it around. I was about to bring that point up about Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire looked like he checked out. Oh that shit! Game and like he's very overrated and overhyped, and you know everything like that. Look. I, all I'm going to say is that... I don't think he is. I don't think he is overhyped. I just think that that defence is under so much pressure because their midfield is shit. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that statement too. I'd so if they're just conceding so many opportunities, they're bound to make mistakes because the, there's, there's no there's no stopping of that pressure. It's just it's endless. It's relentless pressure that eventually you're going to crumble. Yeah. Should he be starting ahead of Bayi? No, but he's your captain it's yeah. hard you can't it's hard, it's hard to can't, drop your captain hard. doesn't happen very often it's hard to drop your captain I get that big time and like I just United's a very weird weird spot at the minute and it's it, look it's actually hard to see being a traditionalist Premier League follower you know someone that has seen no it's United not it's great like if I took my Liverpool fantastic we were shit look if I take my Liverpool cap off it's hard to see because I would rather us be fighting United for a title than us fighting I wouldn't stuff them um, because I'm, Nothing, they've had their time. Yeah, I get we that. Were shit for I ages. feel like traditionally I would rather battle United than the others, and like so for me in that point of view, it's hard because I'd rather have the northwest northwest derby mean something. I'd rather have yeah. you know the uh, the the season like oh eight oh nine that we ended up not winning the title where we were battling United all year. They mean more because imagine winning the title, beating United over thirty eight games over a whole marathon. And you came out on top. Where don't get me wrong, I love fighting City and I love fighting Pep. And this season, Chelsea have absolutely unreal, and I love them too. And that's a bit of a historical one. I just feel like the traditionals in me would have rather. That's the thing. The, the narratives are always there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Ah, uh, uh, look. The I'm, narrative's always going to be there. Put, if you're going to win it, you're going to win it. You're going to beat someone to it. Doesn't I'm, matter who put, it is. I'm I don't put, care who it is. I put my Liverpool hat on and I laugh hysterically at how bad United are because it's great. But traditionally, I I would as a traditionalist someone watching the Prem since day one, I would love to see a United-Liverpool title battle. It's not going to happen for a very long time of how United are tracking. Look, Oli's decision to be sacked is justified and right in my mind. I just, yeah. I, I just think the process of it all and what they've done is, mm, I don't know. I feel like there might have been a better way to go about this uh, if it was me. Like for me, imagine if Liverpool were in this spot, you sat Klopp, what Jamie Carragher interim for seven months? No, that's how. It but you're not like. saying Jamie Carragher. Pardon? Why? The Carrick's been in that squad as long as Ollie. He's been around the squad. It's it's not. 
a random person off the street. He's been an assistant coach longer than Ollie's been there. Yeah, well, then in that case, then wouldn't the results continue because he's going to play the same brand of football or No, because he's his own manager. No, he's his own manager. Well, they wouldn't bring him change. in if nothing's going to change. I, I don't he, know. That's my biggest worry it, is that I don't think he changes much at all. He didn't come in with Ollie. That's what I'm saying. He's not an Ollie. He hasn't been following Ollie around. He's an individual asset to that club who's got his own identity and philosophy. You'd like to think on the way they're going to play. He didn't come in under Oli. You sure? Nah, pretty sure. Forty. I reckon he was there before. He was He's pro- been there for a while. I thought he was promoted to being a first team coach under Oli. He might have been promoted, but he's been in the system longer than Oli's been there. I just don't look. I feel like that if he spent that much time under Oli as a, someone that you then learning to become a head coach and you go into a job, you kind of. Take all those ideas. Arteta doesn't play the same way as Pep does. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to put the same thing out I there. Think, I think Arteta tried and realised it failed and it's taken him this long to realise. Yeah, so if you're if you've got half a brain if you're carrying, then you you're not gonna brain, you're, does have you're not gonna brain. you're not gonna emulate. You're talking about someone who played under Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, you, you you'd like to think he's got his way of playing. You'd be smart enough to realise using Fred and McTominay the way Ollie did didn't work. So I'm not going to do the same. And if he does the same, then you don't deserve a job. That's how I look at it. Oh, my God, yeah. And he scored. That's what's ironic. What's ironic, I know it's a tap-in, and it's well done by Ronaldo to square the ball, number one. But it's so ironic that in Ollie's last game, Donny scores because I've been screaming his name oh, for have. six months. We all have that one. That one for me is one of the main reasons why Ollie's got the sack is because you've had the guy that could have solved your issue. And not but imagine like even if you're not going to play Pogba for whatever reason, imagine a midfield three of McTominay, Donny, and Bruno. Yeah, like it's, it works. I, That's serviceable. It's you get a bit of everything there. I don't. I, you know what my issue is with this whole sacking thing is that for me and you, it looks so obvious to how to fix the issue, and Oli just never did it. And like Oli went to a five at the. Back. I'd love to know why. I, I think there must. I didn't mind the three at the back, he, but it must have something happened between Donny and Oli. Like that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that. That's quite. But then clear. to like buy Sancho and then not use him, and it was just some of the stuff that, and then. Look, when I the hope, back's against look, the wall, not tinkering. Does something different, and I really do. I just feel like if you're a United supporter, yeah, great, Ollie's gone, but you know, does Carrick fill you with confidence? Like, I don't know Carrick enough and about what he's done coaching wise. Then, like some of our youth coaches coming through, or like, say if this was back a few years ago and Gerard's managing the 18s, you know, you go, okay, there's someone that you know he's actually managing one of them. I would rather than United maybe employ the under 23 head coach if he's doing well, or the under 18s head coach if he's doing well. I don't know enough about United's youth you know, youth teams that like I do with Liverpool or Dom does with Chelsea, right, than what's going on. So, I don't know. From an outside looking in, I understand why Ollie's gone, but completely, completely, completely get it. I just don't know if Carrick is the is the right... Inter- I just think they just need someone to change the message. And no, that's all it is. How clear is it that the message isn't getting across, wasn't getting across under Ollie? Yeah. It was so clear. Like, it didn't look like they had a game plan or un- understanding. And look at the whole Harry Maguire uh, red card incident. He gets the ball, he dwells on the ball. I feel sorry for him because there wasn't really an option. He then makes the poor decision to keep hold of it. I'll get that. But that is solely down to a coaching aspect of what message, what philosophy you're building when the centre-backs have the ball. Is he looking to drive in the middle of the park to overload? Is he looking for a, a, a striker to present at feet, to drop into the midfield line, to pick it up, to bounce out? Is he, is he looking for just a six to come pick up the ball short? He never got that message under Ollie at all, what they were trying to do with the ball at all. Or especially yeah. building out from the back. They always look so suspect um, and so pressable. 
where I hope that Carrick comes in as someone that, you know, look, look if he has a good coaching... He won't change yet. everything overnight. No, it won't. I think what they need is they need, they need a shape change. They need the extra number in midfield. You're talking about how they're building up. They never look like they've got options playing out, and that's the thing. Like when Wan Bissaka doesn't give you an overload out wide as well, and you've got your winger on that side being Mason Greenwood, who's not a natural winger. There's just no flow. There's no connection. They need the extra number in midfield. So I'm just for Man United's sake, you ne- you need to see them line up with a three in midfield just to give them that extra solidity, or to allow the two midfielders that play in the more advanced area to be able to give you a bit more freedom and a bit more creativity to then allow Greenwood to stay a bit higher up or to make sure that Wan-Bissaka doesn't have to get out of position by doing something he's not naturally great at, which is getting forward and, and overloading that way. They just need to find the right balance of what what, the, what team lineup gives And that's not right going to be balance. easy either. It won't. And, and that's not going to be easy because they've got so many quality players. I actually think they've got so many quality balance, so many quality Boards, players. sorry. They've got so many quality players, but the balance of the squad is horrendously like two attacking, a. And but someone out. always has to miss, or two people have to miss out every game. So it's how you manage yeah, that, really. Yeah, and how do you get the best out of that eleven that you put out there? And like, if you just go gun gun ho, you know, whatever, you just have no midfield. You get exposed. You get exposed. But if you go and play like five at the back and it doesn't work out, then you got no movement. The Harry Maguire incident happens again. You know, I just, I, I don't know. United, you know what United need? They need a new manager to come in, obviously, after this interim and just go, yep, this squad needs a complete redo. I need to get in my, you know, my midfielders that I know can do a job, you know, can win the ball back. I don't think it needs a full redo. I just feel like they need... I just think there's certain areas. Midfield needs a whole redo. Yeah, pretty much. Back four needs a whole redo. Uh, I think so. Yeah, probably. for For me, that's the whole basis of your team. And I include goalkeeper in that. I don't think the hay has been like... Oh my god, bad as bad as maybe Roy Keane makes him sound, but I feel like the guy the the hay is done at United. Well, Henderson like, needs to start playing. Start giving him games. Yeah, I agree so with dumb. that. Um, I agree with that too. I, I, I rate just see what you've got in him. Yeah, I rate the hay and all. I just feel like after going through this run of poor form and seeing what's in front of you and what's going on, while still a sellable asset to hopefully put into other areas, I would sell and get Henderson in. Yeah. Right. That's what I would do there too. It, it look. It's not going to be changed overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. So if you're a United supporter, don't think Carrick's going to all of a sudden put you back in a title race out of nowhere. Um, and I don't think anyone would think like that either. I just... Uh, look, what would be acceptable? If he finishes fifth, sixth this year? You know, how do you feel? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon that's that's sort of the zone. Um, yeah, you don't want to be dropping out of Europe. Four. They could fall out of the four. Where are they now? That's the big question. Um... Because there's no way they're in the four now. They shouldn't be. Uh, they've what? They're, they're like they've got a fifty-fifty record at the moment. They've one wins and losses should be around the same, I reckon. Um, so they they should be sort of that sixth range, I think. Yeah, I can't imagine eighth, them being any higher. Eighth, 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 yeah. Seventeen points, two so points. So it'll take a turnaround. Same points yeah. as Brighton, one point ahead of Crystal Palace, who's doing amazing, and two ahead of Everton. Who have Everton have really dropped off lately too, so that sort of tells you where where they were heading. Yeah. So you, that's ju- justified. You can't be sitting eighth going into December. Yeah, look, I, I I don't get me wrong. I understand why they sacked Dolly, and I would have probably sacked Dolly. I just you know the whole interim idea for me is like surely you could have taught to a manager that's not in a job that you think is good enough to take you forward to be the interim if that's the case. Then no, then, then you're starting to pay too much money, and you, can afford it. you know the, it gets too at that point. It then gets too complicated. Um, 
because you're then looking at, at things like that. So I think you get the guy that's already in the squad. He knows the players. He knows the squad. Hopefully, maybe he's been able to pitch an idea and said they've asked him like, "What what are your plans? What are you what are you thinking of doing?" Yeah, they might have if, it. exactly, and then I'd be really supportive of that too. I would be too. And like I'm just here saying what I think, and like what I think can definitely be wrong. And I actually think I am mostly wrong here. I just would like to have seen an effort to it not to have been someone from within the club. Because I feel like they need a break away from that Oli group of coaches completely. Because the message. I just don't think there's anyone out there. I look, there's a couple of guys, but apparently Zidane's come out and distanced himself from the job like straight away. He didn't want it, um, which like. Yeah, but he did that with the Madrid job too when that came available. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't read into that. I don't. I don't read into it too much. Either. But he's not the type of guy that will walk in halfway through a season either. You got to remember that too. This isn't. Well, I don't think many top managers are. It's rare. Who, who's done it? Bar I think, Klopp. I think Poch would leave PSG. No, he's contracted though. He, apparently he wants out and he wants the United. Yeah, team. but he's not going to leave now. He's just built a team. He's not going to leave right now to take over right now. I think if you're United and you turn around to Poch and say, well, you want to win a Premier League title and you want to come back to the Prem and you want it to be us, you leave now, you don't come at all, we'll go somewhere else. Which is a bluff. Nah. But I feel no like... No way. He wouldn't leave. Yeah. He needs to win this league with PSG. He needs to he win this win one. It. He needs he to get redemption it. for PSG. He'll win it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, while well, he's not going to walk away now, it's not going to happen. It's not. It's not an upgrade. Nah, it's not. I don't it, think taking the United job is going to be an upgrade for any manager. It'd be a downgrade. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I, I not for someone of his quality. No, no. For Potter, it would be a downgrade no matter when he comes. What for? For what about for Brendan Rodgers? That's about a sideways move right now. But I'd say that Leicester are paying for themselves. I'd say it's an upgrade for him because Leicester are turning stupid at the moment and I'd, I'd jump off that ship. They're not, again, they're not playing for him. He's going to get sacked anyway. He might as well. If Man United come out here, I'd say, see ya, like he did to Celtic. Yeah, well, I get that too. Trust me. I, I, I think that's... Brendan. I, maybe he's the one they might have to target because they wanted a manager in right now. Well, they're clearly not going to do that. Nah, and then I don't think Brendan's there at the end of the year. And I, don't, I think Brendan wouldn't go at the end of the year. I really feel like this is going to play out. Carrick's in charge, end of year, Potch jumps ship, and Potch is in charge. Like I, don't see ten ha- I don't see Ten Hag taking it. I don't see him either. I think he would be the perfect one, but I don't see it happening. No. Nah. And then who's the guy at... Um, Brian, I keep forgetting his name. Oh, The old Leipzig yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, not not Jürgenman. Yeah, yeah, Nagelsmann. Yeah, Nagelsmann. Like what? You there's no way he'd leave. No. Like there's just Lewis and Rico. I don't rate. So it's just like, who are you getting? Like I, I think it's Zidane. I, I do think it's Zidane. I don't care what he says. There's no way that you don't pitch Ronaldo and Varane in the same squad, and you tell Zidane, and you get to work with Paul Pogba. Come on. Yeah. I how, how how does he how do you turn that down? You won three Champions Leagues with Ronaldo and Varane in your spine. Ramos is on a one-year deal at PSG, I reckon. Imagine that. Imagine they go get Sergio Ramos to play with Varane at the back with Ronaldo up front for another year, and you say, this is your year. Go do it right now. Develop Mason Greenwood, Sancho, let them play under Ronaldo's and whatever. Cavani probably goes around one more time as well. You could pitch And then you tell him, go get... even I don't want to say go get Casemiro, but you're looking at those guys who are still at Madrid, probably looking for a change. Do you don't think they're going to follow Zidane or try and follow Zidane? Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Like, I think they're the Imagine team. bringing that culture in and then your blood kids in with them. 
So even if they're only coming, they're not playing. I'm not saying Casemiro is going to come in and play every game, but imagine bringing him into your squad. Yeah, and you get that mentality though. You train the way Danny Alves has gone to Barcelona. Yeah, the whole reason. I'm like, I, I agree with that. I actually think that's a really cool idea, and I think that is definitely possible. I just feel like that it looks. I think like, that's the number one option. I feel like, and I think that's what United know too. You think? Yeah, that's why they're not chasing anybody. From, from what I've read, if they were desperate, if they were desperate, you'd hear links and rumors to other managers. The fact that they instantly squashed Carrick's here for the rest of the year. Shut up, we're getting Zidane next year. This is the exact same thing that happened when Zidane or the Madrid job came available after he left again. This is the exact same thing. It floated and floated and floated and loitered and loitered and loitered, and then oh look who's back. So I reckon this is suited for him from right now. And Martial. Imagine, do you reckon, do you reckon if you're Anthony Martial and you see Zinedine Zidane walk through the door, do you stop being a lazy piece of you-know-what yeah, exactly. and start working your ass yeah. off to get in the freaking team? Yeah, I hear you too. That, that, it works. Like, don't get me wrong, I feel like Zidane... There's so many, so many storylines where he gets the best out of those players. Or he says, you're not good enough, see you later. Yeah. I've seen that. you for a month. You're shit. Get out of here. Yeah, and I You're think not playing. Zidane will be like that, and they need that. I 100% agree with the idea and the philosophy and the thinking behind that. For Just from the articles that I've read, apparently they realised they made a mistake that they didn't take Poch when Poch was their main target in 2018. They want him mm. now, from what I've heard. And that's the whole reason that the interim's coming, because I know Poch wants to win this title, and then Poch is coming at the end of the year. And I'm like, I can understand oh, that. You take either Poch or Zidane, you take either you of them. You take all, either of them. I like the Zidane idea because it gives you that mentality that the club's lacking, that dogged, gritted... Direction and leadership. ...to win that all-cost leadership mentality. And they need it badly. Yeah. And you can talk about getting in those players. And yeah, they're going to be a bit older. And he's a better man-manager as well. Yeah. Zidane's a much better man-manager than Poch is. kids coming through. You're learning off Zidane and you know who else he brings in. Like, far out. Yeah, but I think like we've seen... The bigger personalities, Zidane's managed to get the best out of them in big games where Poch hasn't. That's what I'd be worried about. When you're talking about Bruno's and Pogba, oh, not Bruno so much, but Ronaldo, Pogba, you know, the whoever else comes in, you, you've got a proven guy that can manage the the complexities of a, of a big change room where Poch really, like I, last year with PSG, well, I mean, this year, you know, he's still not getting the best out of PSG. No, he's not. So, and he's, you know, you can't, I mean, it's not his team, I know, but you're talking, he's, you know, managed to get Messi over the line. And if you can't get Messi and Bappe and Neymar to work as a front three, yeah, what's to say I you can you. do it with Ronaldo, Rashford and Greenwood? I definitely, definitely hear you. I like, I don't so, know. I don't know. I feel like the right place to go would be Zidane. Just from what I've read 100%. today. From what I've read today. And you'd want a job. Watched. You'd be sick, man. Another year out oh, man. for a young manager. Oh, He's done this mind. twice now. Surely you'd be sick of not working. Oh, yeah. I'd be losing my mind if I was him being that long out of the job. Look at Dean Smith. He's <laughs> like, I've barely been out of job. Pretty much every time he loses a job, he goes straight into another management job. I don't think that's particularly yeah. right. I would have taken some time off after Aston Villa, but he wanted Norwich straight back. Fair enough. Yeah, you don't get, you know, you don't really get offered Premier League opportunities every day, though, as well. Yeah. I think that's probably the other factor. Yeah, there. I think so too. Um, but I think linking that back to Zidane, Zidane's on the other end of the spectrum. I think he takes too long out of jobs. And well, it's because the those selected. the jobs he's capable of, they don't pop up either. No, those big jobs, you got to be patient. Selective, I feel those jobs, yeah. and they, I feel like this one is a project that would fit Zidane perfectly. Just knowing how United's been run over the years, it wouldn't surprise me this is Poch. 
coming in, which isn't a bad thing. I just feel like you're not. Zidane would be the better option of the two. Oh, 100% he Are is. these the only two managers that they can bring in, though, Paul? Is that the? Is this it? Is this the two? I think realistically, it's those two. I don't. Unless something drastic changes between now and the end of the season, which is possible, I can see that. Um, yeah, but I just don't. I don't know who it would be. I don't. I don't see anyone else coming in that brings bring something to the table, if that makes sense. Like, I don't see another top manager like that that's out of a job, really. Um, Not at the minute, at least, unless something happens throughout the season. Unless do you go down the Graham Potter experiment and go, we're going to back a system and a structure that's proven over time. Yeah, I can see that one. That one's not bad. I don't know if Graham Potter... But- but has he got the reputation to take on the squad of that yeah, look, magnitude and the fan base? Grand Potter walks through the door and you know that Potch or Zidane could have come through. What do you think? Yeah. I do have a, That's cra- what I'm I do have about. a crazy idea for you, Paul. <laughs> you don't laugh. Here we go. Don't laugh at me, please. Please don't. I know Zach and Dom are already laughing when he's in his back. Cristiano Ronaldo is at 41-1 to 1 to be the next manager of Manchester United. What are your thoughts? Nah, he's not a manager. He would never be a manager. Like... I could see that happening, but I don't think nah. it, I don't think it would. But I, there is a crazy world out there where I think Ronaldo would just go. Well, I'm a, uh, I, I am a who I am. I've led Portugal and I've led you know Madrid and I've been here and with United before. And he'll get all egotistic and he'll you know will say that he can play a coach or just coach. I do actually. I see, see a world him. Where you now where Ronaldo, if he wanted to become a manager nah. and just tone down I don't himself. See it. I feel like he would have a good footballing brain for it. I just don't know if he's the personality to be like that. No, I don't see it. I think he's someone that's been so involved in football for so much of his life already. I think like him and Messi, I don't see either of them really being managers um, post post their career. I, I just think they're just going to enjoy what they've done and then that'll be it, I think. So I don't see that. Oh, it's a good idea, but yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think it's it's rare that the elite of the elite players go down that path. Yeah, I get that's just that. my sort of oh, gut feeling. I, I get that too. Like, I don't think it would ever happen. I just thought that was worth a discussion or a bring up a point. I'm actually trying to look at who was the last player coach in the Premier League. I knew, I know there's been some people that have like player coach at the same time in the Premier League, but in the Vincent 90s. Company did it in Belgium last year. Yeah, well, there you go. And he said it was an interesting experience that he'd never do again. Yeah, and I can speak from experience, and it sucks. I, I can speak from experience. It's so too, shit. It's horrible, because you're like, yeah, it's not you're ideal. So enthralled in the game, then you got half time, and you got to come out of been playing to come and think about how you're going to change the game. But really, you haven't really seen enough to change it. It'd be horrible. Well, it's hard to think about your own performance whilst you're playing because you're trying to think about everything else yeah, as exactly. well. There's so much going on. I, I wouldn't. I'll, if anyone's listening, just don't play a coach if you can avoid it. Just, just play yeah. all coach, and I feel like. Hints why at forty-one to one, save your money on Ronaldo. But I thought it was an interesting discussion to have. I, I like. I guess it's this these two that we've talked about, Paul. Like, these are the two, isn't it? Yeah, I don't see anyone else. I don't really leaving their situation. Like could they? Nah, I don't think so. I think Ajax are in a better situation anyway. Oh, I, I agree too, and I feel like that Ajax project is something that is like amazing, but Premier League. Nah, does it call people. Does it draw people in? I don't think Man United does. No, that's, <laughs> that's true. I would say that at the minute, United is more of a sideways, backwards move for most managers. 
I just think it's too risky for someone at that level. Like I think it can only really take on a elite of the elite manager that feels like their reputation won't be hindered by it. I think a Ten Hag goes in there and it's got the potential to muck up the hard work he's put in at Ajax where a Zidane or a Poch can wear, because I've been around longer, they can wear the shitty situation or the way Van Gaal did, you know, yeah. like you don't think you don't think any less of Van Gaal for that Man United job because he's been at Barca, he's been at Bayern, he's Duck. been the Dutch coach. Like there's enough credit in the bank where Ten Hag, for as good as he's done at Ajax, the credit's not in the bank for him. And if it doesn't go well at Man United, it might not recover or it might take time like it did for David Moyes. I agree with that. I do think Ten Hag Imagine- is the one that suits United the best in terms of playing style, with what the club would like and the fan base would what about like. Given, what about giving Moisey another chance? I see, like, I don't think... I'd know, love that. I, I, look, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it would happen. I think you've burnt that bridge. Nah, no way. But no way. ideal. Moisey 2.0, bit older, bit more wiser. I know, see, they should made the mistakes once. Should have stayed with him anyway because it wasn't... I mean, it wasn't great, but you got it, you're saying post-Fergie, the first guy in, it's... You know, never going to be easy. We pick saying give him time, it'll be fine, and they just didn't give him time. And now look what he's done at West Ham. It's West Ham. Yeah. And they're in the four, and they're playing unreal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. One that got away. Yeah, look. But they probably felt justified when he uh, went down with uh, Sunderland and struggled at West Ham, and you know, this is his second stint at West Ham. So maybe, maybe not. This is his second stint at West Ham. So you never know. You know, you never know. You never know. Look, David Moyes went back to. Back to <laughs> Man United, I would be going. Where's Mario Fellaini to come out the bushes and just go? Here I am. Ah, uh, I wish. Oh my god! Just all of a sudden, game plan Fellaini transfer window coming in. Stephen Pina. Yeah, just, just long balls of Fellaini's afro. Boom! There we go. Oh, the day. He hasn't got the afro anymore. I know it's sad. So iconic. It's all right. That's yeah. it. That's where you need to get Rory the lap in. Just long throw to Fellaini for flick ons to Pina at the back stick. Thank you very much. Oh. All right. So I reckon it might actually be time to move into some questions because so we've got a couple of long we got a few tonight as well. Yeah, do you want to start us off? I feel like we'll do the, the couple that relate to the Premier League, and then we'll do the last one because I feel like that's a bit of a discussion. Um, yeah. So these all come from Dom. Dim asked about the BBL squads. Dim, we're actually going to save that for next week because we can do some pre- preparation for it. So sorry, Dim. But yeah. the free questions. An hour wasn't in, long enough. Yeah. <laughs> the free questions are coming from Dom. I'm just checking if there's any more, though there isn't. Did Arsenal get ahead of themselves after a good run? Mm, I'm not going to say Arsenal did. I'll say some of the fans did. Um, oh, definitely. But I fans. think they just need to realise where they are. I think they just need to realise where they are, and they're not at the level of, of Liverpool's and the, and the bigger clubs. That was but proven on the weekend. I think just some individual mistakes really cost them, like in crucial moments. Like the, you can't let Mane roll to the back post unmarked. Tavares, for as good as he's been, just that was just silly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I really don't know what he did. What he was trying to do. And then the other goals kind of come because they're trying to to push for for one themselves, yeah. and they leave space out the back for, to get Mo in behind. And I can't even remember. I can't even remember our fourth goal. Um, Jeez, uh, Minamino back post back, again. Back post so again. two two yeah. goals two goals at the back post because we've got the overload because they're throwing people forward. Yeah. So I agree. Like, maybe they were. Arro- I think they were a bit arrogant. I think they they didn't change the lineup. Um, and look, to be fair, yes, they've been winning. Have they been winning well? I'm going to say no. I feel like 
Aaron Ramsdale. So yeah. the Leicester game, Ramsdale makes big saves. Watford, Ramsdale again keeps it 1-0. I think there's just been too many times where they've sort of, yes, they've played well, but there's been moments and Liverpool don't give you many moments and if you don't take them, they're going to punish you. Whereas Watford's and Villa's and, Leicester, you know, don't look at Villa now with Stevie because they come in and win 2-0 and look good. But Villa and Dean Smith, you got them at the right time. And Leicester at the moment, yes, everyone was going on about how good of a result that was. We've seen since Leicester's just, yeah. well, even before that, I thought that was a bounce back game for Leicester because I had a shit result the week before and they've just not gone out of that too. So I think in hindsight, Arsenal got a good, like a favourable run of matchups where teams weren't, on paper, it looked worse than it was because, oh shit, sorry if I've just smashed my mic there, guys. Um, wait a minute, something's gone on here. I think we're back now, we're good. Um, on paper, as I was saying, those matchups looked harder than they ended up being based on the form of the teams. And that's part of a league. You know, not if you get a hard run, but those teams are struggling at the time, then you just count yourself lucky and you take those that's points and you freaking run with them. That's a bit of a luck. That yeah, it's part of a 38-game season. Exactly. It's about but then you'll go and the lose right to moment. a Wolves or you'll go and lose to a Norwich and you'll be like, what the hell happened there? And then things even out. Yeah, exactly. So, I agree. I, I will say that their expected goal ratio has been a bit higher because I've, I, I delve into that in my old fantasy Premier League expected stuff conceded yeah. or scored so conceded, conceded. conceded. Yeah. that's the whole reason I have Ramsdale in my fantasy EPL side is that the save ratio Make is saves. so much it's so high and, but the goal the chance the chance ratio I will use instead of goal ratio the chance or the goal against the goals ratio, for expected goals for expected goals against for Arsenal's high they're meant to concede like yeah. the, the Leicester game where they win Ramsdale Expect the goal right less than what two point seven, something like that. They didn't score, um, and that just factors in all the chances that they have against them and wh- what percentage they meant to go in and what percentage actually goes in, um, and then obviously Ramsdale was just making saves out of his you know wazoo. Would I say they've got ahead of themselves? I feel like the Arsenal supporter base does. I think they got lot. excited. Yeah, they got excited, and I, I get that, right? Do I think Arsenal got ahead of themselves? Slightly, not much. I feel like they came to Anfield very arrogant, which I get that, and sometimes you need a little bit of that. What I think is that they're a team that are still building and I still got a lot of learning and understanding and development to do. And same with Arteta, because for the first thirty minutes in that game, until he goes and or twenty minutes until he goes and freaks out about the Mane elbow that was not even close to probably making too much contact there. There was contact, but nothing crazy. Liverpool didn't particularly... We didn't start great, but we didn't start badly. But at nil-nil, do you need to fire Liverpool up at that moment? Do you need to fire Anfield up? I feel like a manager like Pep, for instance, wouldn't engage in that battle. Pep would just sit there and go, right, not a problem. Might have a word to the full official. Pep gets annoyed and animated when it's a poor referee. When they're losing. Impacts them or they're losing to get a reaction, right? Arteta blows up. Big fight with Klopp. Klopp's not one to back down. Klopp knows that they thrive on that. It's at home. It's at Anfield. Telling you right now, if that happened at the Emirates, Klopp probably just sits there and just looks and just does whatever. But there's a, that's the little things, right? Because then Anfield gets going, players get going, Klopp gets going. Game and over. then we score. And we score four, right? Game over. But is that them getting ahead of themselves? Slightly. I feel like Arteta's done that because he's riding this wave. He's coming into this game. The form's good. We, we can get at Liverpool off. We Probably too it. scared yeah. to tinker it and then lose and then say, oh, why the hell would you change it? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, true. I'm going to ride ride the 11 that's done well into an international break because we're in form. I would have. I would have ride it. I think the one change, and I don't want to I don't want to say it because he made the mistake. You've got Kieran Tierney yeah, sitting there on the bench. Play him big game against Mo and Trent, 
And it, and to be fair, he didn't actually play that bad. But you're talking one moment. Liverpool need one moment. Tierney, is he going to give you a ten out of ten? No. Give you an eight. Is he going to give you a five out of ten? No. Yeah. Exactly. He gives you that seven he, every week. He gives you a seven, Nuno, and that's what you need against Nuno Liverpool. Was prone to the five, and well, he had a five. He probably had a four, but yeah. Look, uh, are they getting ahead of themselves? No. As a fan base, yes. Do I think the loss is good for Arsenal Football Club? Yeah, because I think it will bring yes. Arteta back down the ground, and Arteta will just continue to do what he was doing before and develop and learn. And if that's the path they want to go down. Then they got to yeah. understand that this is all well, about learning experience. Yeah, and you're not going to get every decision right. Yeah. And you, for his sake, you just got to hope he grows and learns and moves on from it. And next time he comes to Anfield, maybe like, because how many times do we see teams sit on us and frustrate us? And if you go one nil down, then play the expansive football, then have your subs there to come on and then challenge us. But don't try uh, – if I'm Arteta, I'm not going to Anfield and trying to go toe-to-toe because eventually it's not going to happen. There's a couple of teams that can go toe-to-toe with us at the minute at Anfield. One's City, the other one's probably Chelsea. And even Chelsea didn't yeah. do it. Yeah, Tuchel, but Tuchel different smart. philosophy yeah. though. Yeah, speaking of Tuchel. That's the next question. Uh, That's the whole reason I brought him yeah. up. Um, can you yeah, poke, read him out. Can you poke any holes into the Chelsea squad? I think Chelsea's biggest – Factor of blowing up is themselves, I think. Um, I think and it actually, it, it it might be the fact that the squad is too deep because too are people potential? Do you stagger momentum when they get Werner back and Lukaku back and Pulisic back? And, you know, you're talking, there's some serious injuries that are forcing Tuchel's hand at the moment, which is probably a good thing. But when everyone's fit, how do you manage that squad? Do you tinker with it too much? Do you not tinker with it? You've got Champions League. They could potentially be their own worst nightmare. That's that, that's because true. the eleven's not established. The eleven might not be established. I think it's established now because of injuries. Of injuries. But when everyone's fit, like we haven't even seen Sal play. He's on loan. Oh, He's yeah, meant to come to us. Weird, weird, weird signing that one at the minute because he hasn't even played a minute. Because they've scored four, they've only conceded four goals, and they've got fifteen individual scorers in the league. And I get all this. That's good. I feel their fullbacks are scoring oh, yeah, they're, bloody they're, they're for fun. And you want to know what my issue is with this Chelsea squad? And this is going to be very controversial. And Dom, you may hate me for this, right? I, you want to know what I think the bigger pro- biggest problem is at Chelsea at the minute? Is how in the world can you justify putting Lukaku back up front in this system at the minute? You can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't bother. But they're going to have to. How good's looking? They're going to have to. Yeah, it's, but I think that's part of your rotation. And you maybe you pick your games. Like, Lukaku's not... But look, you spent that It much sounds money. so weird. He's like a 100 mil striker that can't play in the big games. Yeah. But that's the thing. Maybe it's, it's a... Like, Tuchel's known to be able to play around with his squad, and that's probably where it works. There's going to be games where they'll play two up front. They might play Havertz in a 10. They might play him off the right. Depends on who they play, and that's what I like about Tuchel. He's not, this is my nine, this is my left winger, this is my right winger. He'll look at who he's playing. Against us, they might play Lukaku because we've got Verge. He might try and use Lukaku to engage Virgil and then have the runners coming off into the space left behind by our fullbacks. So... 
I just feel you like, know maybe that's what happens. Just, but you're right. There's, there's, that's there's my question problem. marks there. That's and my biggest problem with the squad is that can you bench a hundred million dollar striker week in week out if you needed to? Because habits probably complements the system a lot better than Lukaku does. I feel like when you put Lukaku up there, the movement isn't there, and because of that movement isn't there, you lose a bit of that X factor that Chelsea get from their fullbacks and you know people tucking in to create their spaces for the fullbacks. All because you've got that one person that doesn't create as much movement. Where you put a false nine, a traditional false nine like Havertz in there, you know, that movement for the runners from midfield will happen, etc., etc. It's a different type of striker. I just feel like when you sign Lukaku, you're signing him for the goals, but he doesn't fit the system. And that's my one worry for Chelsea's squad is that if they just went and presented, well, persisted, sorry, with Lukaku over a period of games, I feel like that would be the period they have their worst results in. Potentially, but you saw Oli bench Jaden Sancho, who was the marquee signing, so it's doable. It is doable, but uh, I think the difference between Oli and Tuchel is there to be seen. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, is... But yeah, look, I, I, don't get me wrong, I still think Chelsea are favourites for this title, and I think they're going to win the title, and I think they'll be thereabouts come Champions League, but if, yeah, I, had to pick I, a, if I had to pick a hole, because you asked the question, Dom, Lukaku is your biggest problem, because if he comes well, in... Well, it's the front three. And, and yeah. yeah, if he comes in and he starts, you lose that movement in the three. And I really feel like the movement in the three at the minute is the whole reason you're playing so well. Imagine Lukaku's your plan B, though. That is so up. if it's not happening, then you start lumping it up to him and let him run the channels and stretch defences, because that's what Lukaku does oh, well. 100%. He stretches defences and runs in behind. Imagine if after 60 minutes you're trying to play bing-bing, tiki-taka, doesn't happen. And then you put him on. Imagine you throw Lukaku on, go engage the big centre-back, go push the line deeper, go bring the ball down off your chest and allow the runners out wide. You've been crying out for a plan B at Liverpool. Imagine Lukaku's your plan B and oh, you just go it. and put balls in the channels and let him run onto it, man. That that could be what wins him the title because that could, that could salvage points if they get into situations. Imagine bringing a double change on a Werner and Lukaku. Werner on your left, Lukaku through the guts. That would be unbelievable. But great on paper, but how do you explain that to a guy who signed for 100 million to come be your star, man? Well, maybe then they play the Premier League games and there's double match weeks with Champions League and you say, all right, well, maybe we're playing Southampton or we're playing this team or that team and you go, prove it to me. Yeah. Prove why you're my number one. I'll get that too. I Look, I'm poking a hole for poking a hole's sake. Do I think it's going to be a massive issue? Am I going to sit here and say that's going to cost them a title? Nah. I think Chelsea yeah. are still your favourites and, you know, City and Liverpool have some catching up to do slightly in terms of the table at the minute. Do I think it's going to be a free horse race? Well, yeah, I feel like this could go down in the final season. We could have three teams that could win it on the final day. But um, I feel like Chelsea still your front runners and the squad is unreal, Dom. So you get, you'll get annoyed at me because I've mentioned Lukaku as your problem. But, you know, if that's the whole one picking, it's a good squad. Yeah, pretty much. All right. And then what? one more Here we one more question to go, Here pretty much. So. It's a big question because it's coming and there's been some news in the ashes and all things and whatever, but Don wants us to pick our first Test 11 for the Ashes, starting, what, a week from now? Two weeks from now? A uh, week, I think. Um, Because well, Adelaide's the third Test, and it's like no, the week the, that we finish the, school. We're, we're the second Test, I reckon. Adelaide's the second, the 16th uh, the 20th of December. Or the 5th, the is 16th it? Of uh, th- yeah. Okay, well then maybe it's a week away. Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a week to two weeks away. The Ashes. At Come the on, you're the one that plays cricket here. I'm the you one know. that loves Come it. On. All I know is I need to still book my tickets, but we're waiting on what Adelaide Oval do with numbers and what they're going to release and what they're not going to release with tickets at the minute. But um, look, so the eleven is going to be an interesting one because you don't know what is going to happen. Eight for the twelfth of December, by the way, for the first test, and then where the second. Test well, you know who's bowling. 
I think we know three of the four spots. Yeah. I think there's one well, who's spot up for grabs. grabs. I think uh, Stark spots up for grabs. No, they love him. I think that he's a bit too erratic, and I think the form of Jay Richardson is. Uh, Jai Richardson. Jai Richardson. J Jai. Look, I think he's J H Y. I think he's. We're getting an A from. I don't know. Wherever I'm putting it from, <laughs> you know me. I'm illiterate as anything. You hear? Do you hear the gibberish that comes out of my mouth? It is absolutely putrid, and I do a podcast with you. It is bad. I am horrible at this stuff. Nah, I think first test you, they roll Stark because you've just got the fact that he played in the freaking World Cup final shows you that they're never going to change that. So uh, uh, there's no concern with Stark. I think I don't think he's in our. I don't think he's in our best anymore. I don't but think he's in that's our best my opinion. Either. I feel like there's definitely a case for him to probably miss out. The batting lineup and the keeper spot has now been blown wide open. Like, don't get me wrong, but him yeah. playing with shit anyway. Well, I didn't rate him as a gloveman or a batsman. Who? So Tim Payne. So I'm kind of actually, yeah. So Alex Carey, the poor bloke, has waited so long for a chance. I still, I still don't think he, he may not get in. I think he gets it. Uh, just, I think he gets it look, on merit. I think uh, he should get it, and he would be in my starting eleven. But I feel like Ingles is like or Ingles or has been playing unreal. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's gonna be really, really, really. Was there a practice match this week then? No, 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 no. It's uh, all, all um, like Shield games at the minute. And oh, more importantly, oh the South Australia-Queensland game got called off after about three hours of cricket today too. What for? Uh, Crane? No, no, no. Weird one. And Adelaide usually have the best pitches. But you know Adelaide Oval number two? Yeah. Out of nowhere, the ball started leaving indentations of the pitch. And like off a length, it was like coming off like half body and hitting guys in the chest and the chin. Like Labrachan copped the knock oh, and someone else did. So they... They had Travis Head and Labuschagne at the time had a, ch- had a chat and they called it off. Which, to be quite fair, I understand because it's dangerous, but when you're one for 80-odd and you're pushing for national selection, I don't know Labuschagne is, but I think Head is or whatever. I would have just let that game play. But Head will be in. I feel like that apparently they're going to do some work to the pitch and they'll try to get some game time tomorrow. But let, let's run through an 11, Paul, like quickly, because we've got David Warner's nailed Ooh. on as one of the openers. I think we're going to have to go with that. Yeah. Right. And then the other opener... Labuschagne at three. Yeah. Let, let, Leave the other opener let, for now. Let, let's just nail in who would nail in. I'll open up notepad here. So one yeah. dot, two dot. Let me just get them up and then... I'll so Warner up. one. Yeah. Labuschagne at three. Smith at four. Yeah. Smith. Head at five. I'm putting Warner at two just because he doesn't face first ball. Um, Smith. Yeah. Labs. in at three. Head uh, five. I don't know if Head gets the job Smith though. Smith four. So question mark head in. I think he does I, I think initially because he's been I around. I would like him to. That would be my pick, but mm, I don't know. feel like the ones we can definitely knock in is Lyon at 11. Yeah. Right. Cummins. Cummins at... At what, 8? Eight, eight, yeah. 9? Cummins at 8 or 9. Hazelwood at 10. Yeah. Lyon. Yeah, you got Lyon yeah, in. Yeah, got Lyon in. So that um, leaves spot 7 and spot so you, 9. I'm going to say Stark for test one. That doesn't mean he'll play the whole series. Yeah, so Stark for test one, and then it leaves you spots... At nine. It leaves you an opener, five, six, and seven, and one of them has to be the keeper. Well, I think Carey. What number would you bat him at? It's Carey or Ingles, one of the two. Which which number would you bat him at? Carey at six. And Ingles, if you had to pick him? Same spot. I don't really know him well enough as a batsman. He's a bit more explosive. Now, a lot of people are saying that Carey isn't explosive enough or that I'm like, well, look at his T20 stuff. T20. I'm like, it's crazy to think that. And then people say, oh, but he doesn't bat well enough in the longer form. And I look at Carey and he bats unruined 50 over cricket for Australia. Yeah. So 
how does he not get the job? I just think it's because Ingles is like had some form. He gets the backing of Shane Warne that they could go down that route. I'm actually going to be very controversial mm. here, right? At my, I think I know, you can't I know, discredit. I know what you're you saying. You can't discredit his experience at Australian know, level, though, I'm, regardless of the form. I know that you're penciling Carey format. in at six, right? You're penciling Carey in at six to be the keeper for the first test. I'm going a bit off the beaten. Well, yeah, not, six or seven. I'm not going. I'm not going off the beaten track or out there. But I'm actually going to go with a very controversial decision. Tim Payne is still going to be the keeper first test. No way. No way. There's no way. I don't. After what's going on, he he definitely shouldn't. No be, but way. I reckon they're not going to change it. If he plays, I will never watch another test again I because it's so hypocritical. He's so hypocritical. You I cannot. You cannot ban Warner and Smith. I know it was for cheating. Yeah. You can't give them year bans and put them through the ringer. And this guy sent a dick pic to an employee an employee whilst married. There's no way he should be near the squad. It shouldn't be. But I would lose so much respect I for Cricket Australia if he's playing. I where Cricket Australia at the moment copying so much slack from Cricket Tasmania. And from what I've heard out of the camp, they prefer to have Payne stay because it unites the squad. Apparently... You know, no there's way. a lot of fallout saying Payne never should have lost a job. This never should have come to light, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I have, con- I have theories that they, uh, Cricket Australia did this just so they could play Kerry or Ingles. Like, don't get me wrong. No, I see a way that Payne stays in the Test team, and he's not captain. He's not the best batsman. He's not even the best gloveman, but he stays in just so Cricket Australia can no save way. some face, which is absolutely ludicrous. But that is my pick. That very nah, much no way. Payne stays. If he plays Test 1, I won't watch the whole series. I won't watch the series. I would, because I think it'd be enthralling, but I reckon Tim Payne's going nah. to play. I'm going to lose too much respect for Cricket Australia that they actually care about watching cricket anymore, because I'm already on thin ice yeah. with cricket as it is. And if he, if I see him suit up, then I, then the, the essence of playing for your country is gone for me, and that's the nail in the coffin for me, I reckon. Yeah, considering we've come from what is, you know, the golden years where playing for your country was the be-all and end-all, yeah, there we are. It's pretty sad that I reckon that after all this talk, I still reckon Payne's probably going to play Test 1. Which is... Yeah, we'll see. All right, anyway, let's go maybe work our way down out of the keeper spot. So we probably need a batting all-rounder or a bowling all-rounder. Um, Mitch Marsh. Marsh or Cameron Green. <sighs> um, I actually don't mind Green, eh? I, I like Green. I don't think Green gives you enough with the ball, That's though. That's exactly my thing, is that I've, from what I've seen of Green, great batsman and everything, and if we want... I'd much rather him as a batsman. Yeah, if we want more of a batting all-rounder, then yeah, it's Cam Green. I just feel like Marsh in the squad, look what he did at the T20 World Cup. No, completely different, but he can change a game of his batting off the bat. So can Cameron Green, to be fair. I just feel like Marsh does more with the ball than what Cameron Green does. I feel like Mose Enriques doesn't get into the first test team. I feel like in the no. series, he might find a spot if there's injuries and whatever. Mose Enriques. But I feel like... The, what about... It's out of Cam Green. What about head out? What about head out for Cam Green as a batsman that can give you a few overs? And then what? Pay Mitch Marsh as well at seven? Yeah. Wow. Or six, six and then put, and your, then keeper. put your keeper. at seven. I then feel like... We yeah. Bat, I feel like we bat two. And Green at five. I feel like... It's not bad, but I feel like you want one more specialist batsman than two all-rounders, personally. I think Green Green's Green's a good batsman. As good as like, Travis Head. I feel like what I would say is that Cameron Green. The issue with Head is he's not nailed that spot down, and he's had he's had a long time to do it. You know what my theory is with Head? It's like Norwich. He's too good for. He's too good for yeah, the division domestic. Below, and then come and play not, and, and he crumbles and then it's like he gets found out he's done a lot of work on his technique and I do think he deserves another shot because I do think 
he's the potentially the best number five to have long term. But he might turn into a specialist one day, guy. Yeah, though, that, that's the thing as well. He might turn that way, and I hope he doesn't. Um, I'm yeah. I'm not the fan of going with two all rounders. I feel like you have to pick one of the yeah, other. Yeah, but I wouldn't be bringing Green in for being an all-rounder. I'm talking about him coming yeah, so in to be a batsman, batsman. Like Matthew Wade did a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think if they were going to pick Cameron Green, it's based on the fact that he bats and bowls. But, yeah, look, I'm going to put in here that you're putting Cam Green as a batsman in at five. Yeah, five. Right, and then you're probably putting... And the South Australia thing tends to pop up as well. They don't really rate us. They don't us. really rate us. They always pick guys from New South Wales and Vic more than anything. And then what, you're putting Mitch Marsh in at like... We wouldn't bat at seven, six. but at six. Six, and then you're with Van Carey at seven. Yeah, Carey batting at seven is a long batting lineup. Exactly, that's why I'm doing it. I like it. I but like then you're not, and you're not missing out on the bowling though, because you can get overs from March and Marsh, Marsh, Green, Marsh and Green, Stark, Hazelwood, Lyon. It's very good. I like it. It might give you the freedom to actually drop Stark for another spinner too, if you want to do it that way. That's true. For too. a Zampa or, you know, go that path. Whoever else is doing well, I don't know who's doing well. Uh, but. And then any any well, idea what you're doing? With I'm missing an opener. Yeah, and like. Does Uz- I mean, by the way, if- does Usman Khawaja open or does he come in down in the middle water? No, he could open, but... See, I don't think he will open, but I feel like if he's going to nah. play this test, it's at opener. There's a lot of talk that he comes if in Will Pukowski, he's not. What's Pukowski been doing? Yeah, concussion again, 10 concussion. I feel for him. Because he looked good. Every time he looks good, he comes back, and then every bowler targets him with the short ball because he can't get out of the way of it. He gets hit in the head. Wasn't there an opener doing well for Victoria? There's a couple. But I'm, I'm, I'm putting in Harris. I'm putting in Marcus Harris straight off the bat that he gets another go. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Look, in the night, yeah, he's been playing too. World, I'm a big fan of, of Renshaw. I think he's the perfect test opening batsman. Oh, yeah. He had it got time ages ago yeah, too, Yeah, but the didn't thing he? is, he was in good form. When he was a kid. He, he had good form. He was good form coming in. He played well for Australia for about four months. Got a, got a ton. Yeah, he, got, he, well, he batted well. And then he had a period where I think, was it South got Africa? Injured. He got injured, he came back, he then had a really poor form, and then that ousted him for Marcus Harris, and then Buskowski came on the scene, and he hasn't been able to get back in, and no one's talking about him. He's just and then he was playing T20. He's good at what he does. Like, he's that good at what he does. When you he, when he watch him play T20 cricket for the Strikers, he looks horrid, does the... Yeah. Does yeah. Because he's, for me, he's the perfect one. He comes in, solid technique, loves to play straight down the ground, loves how to leave a ball. He's not like Warner. Takes the first ball as well. You know, yeah, like for me, I would pick him, but I can't pick him. So for me, it's Harris. Yeah, I think right. Harris has that selection bias already, doesn't yeah, he? Really, does. I feel like Lacky's Langer's boy as well. And it sounds like he's just he's the only one that's going to play this test, which is unfortunate. Because yeah. I think you're thinking of Nick Madison, who had his time and then went away from the game and oh, then yeah. come back and is scoring runs for fun. Forgot about him. Yeah, he's now scoring runs for fun as well at the minute. He's turned more into a T20 guy too. He comes in about four, doesn't he, yeah, in T20s with the Open. Off, but he's been playing really well yeah. in the longer form of the game now for Victoria. New South Wales. Victoria or is it Victoria? Thought it was Vic. Thought it was New South Wales. It's all right. It doesn't remember. matter. Anyhow, look, let's read through this team. So at the minute, we've got Harris opening with Warner, me and you. Yeah. We both have Lava Shane and Smith at three and four. Yeah. Uh, Paul has gone green at five. I like the idea Paul's gone with. I'm still going Travis Head at five. Yeah, I can see either of those happening. Yeah. Paul then goes Marsh at six to have two all-rounders into the squad that can bat. I then go on Cameron Green at six as the all-rounder. Paul's gone Carey yeah. to be the wicket-keeper batsman. I have gone with the ludicrous decision to keep Tim Payne because I feel like that's what's going to happen. 
And then we've all gone coming Stark, Hazelwood and Lyon. I will put in quotation marks, Stark out for Richardson could be the go. Yeah. Or depending on the pitch, it could be like in my lineup, it could be a second spinner, which I don't see happening. I don't see happening apart from Sydney, really. Yeah, but who's who's knocking the door down though as well? That's Swepson, the thing. Swepson would be the other spinner. Oh yeah. The leggy. Maybe in, so where's the first test? Brisbane? Brisbane, I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't play two spinners at Brisbane. Adelaide has oh, a potential. Oh man, return. but he knows that ground well though. Nice. But I wouldn't play two spinners. Uh, if I went your way and say Marsh can bowl overs with as a pace bowler and so he can With play, green. I would play two spinners. I wouldn't be against that. Australia, by the way, used to do Imagine that. throwing that curveball at England though. Oh, yeah. But like Australia used to do that with Colin Miller and Shane Warne back in the day. Worn as well. Yeah. Oh, like far out. I, I am a big fan of two spinners. Not going to lie. By the way, you know the lineup you've sent to me right now, the Marsh Green lineup. If we went to tour yeah. India, that would be my lineup. And then drop Stark for another spinner, which is Swepson and Lyon. Yeah, that'd be unreal. That would be the lineup in India where it turns. But um, yeah. Look, I feel like that's as close to the lineup we're going to get. I wouldn't play Swepson apart from at Sydney, where it historically turns a lot. But. I think we need to start looking at some of these guys though as well because it's just what's well, going to happen. His line's going to retire at some point, yeah. and we're going to be back to square one and not know what to what do. We do again. And Swepson deserves his time because he's been unreal. Yeah. Um, what about that redhead dude from South Australia? Boy, just for me, yeah. at the minute, hasn't pushed on enough of his development, but he's been looking. Uh, he bowls well and all, but it just doesn't take enough wickets at the minute. He's got a long time ahead of him though. He's a young kid. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think he's down the pecking order, but he can definitely do a job. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. I feel like this team, the Australian team, will change a little bit over the series. I just feel like if yeah. they choose Tim Payne from Ash, from Test One, which would be ludicrous, but I feel like what happened, he plays with five, so Kerry's going to have to wait again, which would be annoying. I prefer Kerry to play. I'd be so mad play. if I was Alex Kerry because he's deserved a chance for so long and just never gets it. Yeah, Tim Payne was it, it was a weird one because Tim Payne is only in the squad for being a captain. And then yeah, Cricket Australia gave him this duty knowing what's gone on. And no, they wouldn't have known. They did. So the you know what the story is here? So no. they were thinking about captaincy. Tim Payne wasn't captain at the time when this happened with this employee. It was consensual at the time, even though, yes, against the rights of, you know, against your wife or whatever. Um, Tim Payne then was in the talks to be captain of Australia. She then realised what was going on and complained to the Cricket, cricket Association, saying, hang on, this is going on. Cricket Australia investigated, cleared pain of any wrongdoing, and then made him captain. Oh, it's even worse. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just thought it so, just got leaked. No, nah, no. Nah. And then what's happened is, is that it's been kept under lid for the whole time. Payne and his wife had a massive discussion. They're still together, whatever. But apparently some journos got from Cricket Australia that this, was ha- that this happened about four years ago, right? And the journos were then going to publish it. And because of that, Cricket Australia told Payne, look, this has happened. They've got word of it from what happened for you, they're going to publish it. And Payne turned around and said, well, that's not befitting of an Australian captain. I'm going to resign as captain now, even though this happened before my captaincy, which I think is ludicrous that Cricket Australia picked him as captain back four years ago. Yeah. This was hanging somewhere in the closet. But yeah, that's what makes me think they'll still pick Payne because I feel like they'll go, well, we've done Payne really dirty here. So we're going to just try and save face by picking him, which I think would make the whole of Australia quite annoyed. Oh, I'm going to be so disappointed if he plays. Oh, I think that's going to be the case. Anyhow, Paul, look, we could talk about this all day, but, you know, that's our team. I, that's, that that team yeah, is I as think... good as what's going to get for Australia this this series. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's winnable. Oh, look, I, think, I feel like we win this Ashes because it's at home. If this was in England, we lose. 
That's why cricket frustrates me. Oh, it's more the fact that here in Australia it doesn't swing as much, and Warner's only good when the ball doesn't swing. So there you are. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you once again. Another big week. A uh, huge week. Never ends. Plenty of sport coming around. There'll be more Ashes talk when it starts, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cricket yeah. United. And I can't wait for another podcast next week where a lot could change. Yeah. Um, transfer window approaching. Oh, so Christmas period on. approaching. Lots happening. Uh, Champions League back this week as well. That's starting to heat up before the knockout stage. So very, very exciting. Lot to look forward to. Yeah, might have to agree with you. All right. Thanks, Dame, once again. Anytime, anytime. All right. And once again, thank you to the listeners. Make sure to jump in the Discord in the description of this episode. And Damien and I will catch you next week for another episode of the PD Sports Podcast.